1: I'm so excited to be back.
0: (laughs) Me too, girlfriend. Season three, episode uno. Episode 42 in total.
1: (laughs) Episode 42 in total.
0: 40 freaking two.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so if you haven't heard our first 41 episodes, go go listen to those first.
0: Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. We are your hosts.
1: (laughs) We are your hosts. And today, we are going to be talking about less is more.
0: Guys, it's a really fun time to be entering the podcast for the first time, if you are. But if you're not, this is also a great time in podcast, in our podcast history, I think, because, yeah, less is more. Less and more. And less
1: is more. Yeah. (laughs) No. It ties into the theme of season three, which is work smarter, not harder. And I finally now that season 3 has officially <laughs> started, I'm finally saying the theme of our season, which we chose 2 months ago. Yeah. I'm finally saying it correct. And, Correctly.
0: Yeah, that's true. You have mentioned it a few times, but it's been a mouthful. But yeah, work See, I'm about to flub it up. Work smarter, not harder. Totally. And what's funny is you, I feel like, commenced the idea, and then we both chose the idea. However, the idea was in the works, all 41 episodes. Like, it's funny. I feel like all 41 episodes, it was kind of weaved in, and, like, it was leading up to this season.
1: Yeah, the theme chose us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The theme (laughs) was, like...
1: You need us. Yeah, yeah. It's not that, you know, we need you. It's more that like, you know, we're here and we're a big blanket and we're just going to hug you.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. So work harder, not smarter. Other way around. Shit.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Then that's proof why we need this theme. No, right. Work smarter, not harder. And this first episode is a less more episode. A lot of what we've been talking about has been what is adding, what is subtracting to our lives and then noticing that and then making decisions and tweaking things to accommodate that new
1: knowledge. So welcome to the episode. Welcome to the episode. And in our prep, (laughs) Amanda did it correctly and I did not. There's no correct way. That's correct. Just
0: different. Just different.
1: I did it differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in my different way of doing it, um, I guess I did it the way I needed it to be done. Mm-hmm. So so we're going to hear about the way that Amanda did it. And then we'll hear about the way I did it or interchangeably. We, yeah. we haven't talked about that yet.
0: Right, we, we pitched this to each other That we were going to make a list of what we want less of And more of in our life But I did it in the way where I want less this, more this Less this, more this So I have a list of less more combos And Kristen has a list of things she wants less of And a list of things you want more of, right? I do Yeah, it still works
1: I think, I think it does I think yeah. it's going to work out really well
0: Yeah And I think it, this episode will be It's just a great, like, push into this season's theme and a great, like, tool going into fall. Because I think fall can get really busy, overwhelming, crazy, or it could be a pullback season. But having your own list of less is more inspired by this episode or whatever will just be good, a good start moving through it, I think.
1: I think that's absolutely right. One of the big lessons that we learned when we first started this show is that all of the little conversations we were having in our head were all of the little conversations that all of the crafty-ass females were having in their head. And if this was an exercise that we both needed to do at this point in our lives, at this point in the year, then I think this is a great exercise for all of the crafty-ass females to do at this point in their lives and at this point in the year. So I'm you can't really, see me, but I'm nodding so hard. <laughs> I, I'm, ready totally. to, I'm ready to dive in and get started.
0: Let's do it. You want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go first. So go. the first thing that I want less of in my life is excess. Mm. And so this is... And what I mean by excess is two things. One... I don't want to keep the things that I won't use. And I know that, like, I do that out of habit just in case. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, maybe I'll need that extra mug or maybe I'll need that extra set of broken crayons Mm. or that thing that I don't actually even know what it does. Right. The extra phone charger or the extra power cord to the thing that's broken. Yeah. I don't need those things. Right. Those are excesses. Yeah. Um same thing with uh certain foods and this is a thing for my headaches and that's going to be a recurring theme in this episode is going to be the way in which I take care of myself and the way in which I take care of myself is directly related to how my head feels and eating certain things in excess doing certain things in excess that hurts my head Mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that I want to do avoid a lot of the things that I want to do are going to be avoid hurting my head So excess sugar, excess eating in general, Mm -hmm. just excess in that way. And the other way I wanted to talk about excess was aside from don't keep things you won't use, I also want to think about getting rid of things I don't need or think about getting rid of things that don't make me happy
0: Mm mm-hmm girlfriend yes
1: (laughs) and so like they're totally different than things I won't use because maybe I'll use them but if I'm using them and I don't need them or if I'm using them and they're not making me happy why don't I just use the things that make me happy and um one of the things that
0: consider everything else excess almost
1: right one of the things that like I was thinking about this with most Um, The thing that comes to mind most obviously for me is washi tape. (laughs) I have so much washi tape that I don't love or that doesn't make me happy or that I'll go to use. And I'm like, uh this is okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I have so much washi tape that I could use washi tape forever and like
0: <laughs> even the one you love right you probably yeah if you just save the ones you love you would have enough to even use functionally right
1: and like <laughs> yeah i've gotten to the end of washi tape like a handful of times yeah like, it should be a challenge to get to the end of washi tape <laughs> yeah. like maybe i'm gonna make that a challenge Yeah, get to the end of one roll of washi tape yeah but like if i use the things that i love or go to the things that I love instead of saving those things I'm going to be bringing more joy and happiness into my life so I want less of that excess so that there's more room for the good stuff
0: so good the one on my list that I was going to list last I'm now going to say first because it ties in with yours which was meant to be that you were supposed to go first so I want less of more and more of less which I didn't know if that was a cop out or not. But then the more I thought about about it, I'm like, no, it's I don't know if it was a cop out or brilliant, but I'm going to go with brilliant. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's along the same lines, like excess, like I want more of less stuff. So then so when I, I, I originally first thought of it as stuff, of course, like you said, and then on that note, you were saying, like, sometimes it gets you nervous to get rid of stuff because you think maybe I'll need or maybe I'll need and That reminded me just quickly side note of a conversation I recently had with my sister where if we as humans and people and crafty ass females are making any decision from a twinge of anxiety, like this, should I keep or not? What if I'll need like that anxiety ridden decision? It should automatically mean that you should get rid if you're not making a decision from a calm place. So that's what we've, me and my sister have had that conversation lately where if you pick something up and fear and think it might be excess, but fear to get rid of it, then right. that almost means you should get rid of it. When because, you're acting
1: out of fear. And I think that we yeah. also have this, like, when you've been broke or you've been poor or you've been like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to have money to buy this again if I mm-hmm. want to buy this again or, yeah. you know, replace it, then that's, that's where that fear and anxiety could be coming from. And it's like, yeah you need to trust that you can live without that either way.
0: Yeah, right. And the initial instinct to say probably this should go, and then the fact that the kickback was the fear of letting it go – you need to trust that initial instinct, yes. really, or like learn to listen to it more. So that was just interesting when you said it. And I I thought about less of more knowing and tuning into other people's lives, like the Truman Show <laughs> and more of less factoring people in to my life. I just feel like obviously that's Amanda Zampelli talking about social media again. And that's what I do. But I have been feeling that palpably and I'm really excited for one of our guests coming on this season who has cut like Instagram from her life and we'll talk to her about that. But I've just been feeling this palpable confusion over why I need to pump myself with other people's occurrences and like whether it's babies, boyfriends, husbands, relationships, parties, birthday, like like. I right now can't like I can't just take it in from everyone, even crafts, because I'm a part of my life where like I'm so busy that I stare at my craft and go, I wish I could get to you maybe one day. So even when I see people like I'm having so much fun in this craft, I'm almost like I can't look at your fun, <laughs> you know, so it's it's interesting where I've been just saying I need less of that. I need less of tuning off and. And more just, uh, and I also made me think about, it. we talked about in the after chatter for Awesome Ladies Live, and we got this topic of like ingredients, right? Like simple ingredients and meaning like, of course, in food, you want to eat food that has simple ingredients and like less ingredients rather than more. And I've been feeling that in terms of my life. Like I just want less, I want simple quality ingredients in my life, so So less just complicated, overwrought of stimulus and ingredients and just basic, simple stuff. Uh, Yeah, because it's like too many cooks spoil the broth. And I just feel like too many people's happenings are spoiling what's happening in my life. (laughs) So that's kind of excess, too. It ties into what you said. Yeah, absolutely. So that was my list. So excess... Less of more, more of less.
1: So the the first thing that I want more of is space. Yes. So since moving out here to Michigan, I have the luxury of having a ton of space.
0: So good, yeah.
1: I have a ton of outdoor space. We have a gigantic yard. One of the things that happens though, when you live in Michigan is it gets cold pretty fast. Yeah. And having an outdoor space and a nice yard is it doesn't really mean much in December and January and February. Yeah. So. I talked about wanting to have less excess. Because I want to make sure that I clear out clutter. So when I talk about having more space, I need to have more space in my house I need to have more space in my head because the indoor spaces become so much more essential and my house is mm-hmm. not that big I don't have an attic and I don't have a basement mm-hmm. we only have you know the first floor right. and it's a it's a nice size house and it's a it's good it's wonderful and it's just the two of us so we have a good amount of room but any house gets Filled up pretty quickly when it's filled with clutter and when you're feeling overwhelmed and when you have a lot of projects on your lap, things get cluttered pretty quickly, Um, especially when your partner's a PhD student in the middle of his dissertation. A disorganized <laughs> PhD student in the middle. I, d- I don't know if there's such a thing as an organized PhD student. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. You um,
0: just say PhD student. Right. know that that's a given.
1: <laughs> so before it gets too cold, I want to organize my garage so we have that extra space. I want to make sure all of my closets are organized so that, you know, when the when the you know seasonal affective disorder anxiety comes in
0: inevitably comes in right right
1: i want to plan for that and yes. and knowing that i need more of the space that i've had outside mm-hmm. i need to bring that inside mm-hmm. um this is not anything that i've ever figured out before by the way <laughs> like so so if i sound like really like I'm like brilliant and like, <laughs> wow, she must like really have everything all figured out. It's because I just figured it out, guys.
0: <laughs> I love, I love epiphanies that people have known about forever. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, no, this is like because last year, like, winters here are hard. Like, yeah. um, our first winter here was really hard. Mm-hmm. We decided not to go home for Christmas and Thanksgiving because. If we went home for our first Christmas and Thanksgiving, then we would want to go home for all of our Christmases and Thanksgiving, and that was not, like, something that felt feasible, so we didn't, and it was really, really, really hard, and each winter has gotten easier, but, um, that doesn't mean it's not hard. Yeah. So...
0: Like, and you have only been there a few years, so there's still adjusting going on. Right. And, and yeah. last year's
1: winter ended in May. So yeah. <laughs> I really want to plan ahead for this one. Sure. Um, I really want to plan ahead for this one because, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And if we can plan ahead for the things that we know are going to set us back, then they don't have to set us back as much.
0: Right, and then it just ties into the work smarter, not harder because you'd be working, you wouldn't be working as hard to find the things you need or you wouldn't be working as hard to to get things done or know where things are. Like, yeah. Right. It just plays into setting yourself up for that.
1: Right, and I think that that's yeah. what I need to do. So Totally. So that's that's what I would like more of. I would like more space.
0: Right. And I guess that ties into mine that I have here, which is, one of my favorite quotes was, don't agonize, organize. Ooh. So I have here less agonizing and more organizing. I love it. Yeah. And I think that ties in for me. Yeah. Like, the agonizing portion, I kind of chunk together there, indecision, open-endedness, you know, dependence on someone. Uh, 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 my agonizing comes from a lot of those three things, where I can't, I feel like I can't make a decision, big, like, decisions that I need someone else someone else's input um, and just open-endedness in general just like when things are I'm floating and I don't have any structure so for me like I agonize in that space and then to say don't agonize organize I would be able to make decisions based on what I already know and establish structure in my life establish stability which is kind of like your Organizing your space right Mm -hmm. like you're establishing some kind of like place for everything or structure in your environment and stability and like where you put things so yeah it's it's I think with indecision with me I agonize about that a lot because I read something recently that said you know a lot of people can't decide stuff because they think one decision will derail their destiny or like derail the course of their life when in actuality, it's just a different way to get to the same point. And when you think about that, then each decision doesn't feel so monumental. Like, And um, I mentioned on our bonus episode on Friday in the Currently's episode that I was currently listening to Dak Shepard's uh, armchair expert. Love that podcast. And in the recent episode he did with his mom, she talked a lot about like she I think she had three husbands or four through the course of her life and and. Before the last one, she was just like, I'm no good at this. Like, and then somewhere in the episode, she said something like, you know, I came to the realization that if you choose something that doesn't serve you, you can always choose again. And I just loved that line. I was like, you could always choose again. Like, it just takes the edge off. So for me, that's kind of where organizing comes into place. I think that's a very mental thing that I want to not agonize as much And just be okay when things are uncertain And even off And yeah just get organized And make decisions and move forward So I want more of that (laughs) I love that Yeah (sighs) Which ties into one of my other ones too But yeah
1: Yeah well one of the things That I think that that's my next thing That I want less of is I want less unreward. I want less unrewarding work. Mm. Which ties right back into what you were saying and our whole theme of work smarter, not harder is a lot of the times over the last year, I felt like I've been spinning my wheels a little bit in that I've had so much... I have... So much content that I have made over the last five, six, seven years on scrapbooking, on feminist scrapbooking, on telling your story, Um, whether it be classes, whether it be um, big full workbooks and workshops, and a lot of it is just sitting on my computer because I... Don't know whether to release it as a new class. I don't know mm. whether I want to go through a full launch with it again. I don't. I don't have time mm-hmm. for that. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I like
0: right.
1: launching products and marketing and and all of that is very unrewarding to me. Right. Um, I want my work. I want all of my work to directly impact. The things that I want to do going forward, which is help women tell their stories, which is make money to pay women to help me help women tell their stories. A lot of the things that I've done in the past have been like for exposure or, you know, make this free thing so that people get on your newsletter list or do this other thing for free. And it's hard to get past this mindset of Well, now I have as much exposure as I need. Right. Between us talking to, you know, 4,000 plus women a week and my newsletter, my community, I I, I don't need the exposure anymore. Um, So I don't need to be doing work with companies that are like, here, exposure. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be, you know, hand holding customers that don't actually pay me
0: you've definitely put your time in that's what it feels like right I put my time in. I know that every business needs time for that and you've just reached the point where you're like I've put that time
1: in. yeah and I have yeah. so many women that are willing to pay me what I'm worth that right. I want to spend time with them and I'll talk more about that later on with um something that I want more of mm-hmm. but I want to spend less time doing that grunt work, which I've spent so much time doing. Yeah. And I think I'm at that point where I almost can. Like, I I think I'm at that, like, and that feels really good. And so, like, that's what I want to spend a lot of my time going forward on is figuring out how do I get to that next step? How do I get myself and, like, A lot of it is going to be, you know, how do I get to a place in my business where I can make enough money monthly that I can hire someone to do the work that is unrewarding to me. Like posting on social media because that's hard for me and it makes me a little bit anxious. Mm -hmm. So work that makes me a little bit anxious and is hard is gonna be filed under unrewarding because right if i can have work that's rewarding and unrewarding and i can pay a woman who's awesome and finds the work i think unrewarding is rewarding i want i want to pay someone to do that because that's awesome
0: And that's a business plan and a business model. And that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're (laughs)
1: supposed to do.
0: Yeah. We we get so like freaked out that it has to happen. But that's what happens with growth. Right. (laughs)
1: And that's I think we get it's that thing that we talked about all last season of. Women think that they're supposed to be able to do anything and everything. And like that's where my fear comes in is like, oh, am I a bad business person because I don't want to do my business's Instagram or like that. It makes me anxious to do my business's Instagram. Like, no. right. It would just be you working harder, <laughs> right. which is the point where we just want you to work smarter. I just want to work smarter. And yeah, if me yeah. working smarter means finding a brilliant ass woman to do my Instagram account, then awesome. I'm so excited. Is that excited. an open call to our listeners, BTW? It, 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 Might be, I have, I have some, some people in mind, but, uh, it, it might be, I'm, 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 I'm always looking for brand new people to, uh, help me out at the awesome ladies. And if you are an artist and you want to, actually, this is, this is definitely an open call. If you're an artist and you want to have your work used as awesome ladies, promo art definitely Fun. get in touch with me because i've been meaning to like put up a call for that and i don't know how to do that and i haven't that's on my list of things to do but send me an email at are you kristen at are you kristen.com. um if you do illustration or computerized art or any type of art and you think that hey my art would look really good on an awesome ladies promo poster or postcard send me a picture of your art and your, you know, price files. Because um, that stuff's really, really, really hard for me, too. More quality collaboration.
0: Definitely more. Less in, or more. More quality collaboration.
1: Yes. Yes. Love it. More quality collaboration. So what else is on your list?
0: So. All right. I think I'm going to go with this one. So I have. Less trying to be good or have other people think I'm good and more just having fucking fun, just playing with it. And I got that after listening to David Harbour on Armchair Expert. And if you want to listen to it, it's at uh, one hour and 44 minutes, I believe, of the episode. But He said this about acting He just was like You know I literally had a switch turn In my brain Where I walked out of an audition Really anxious Because the whole time In the audition He said He was worried about Whether or not The people were gonna think He was a good actor And then he was just like I just I walked out and recognized my brain going through that pattern that then I just a switch happened where he was like, why the fuck he, I remember him saying it was because he was doing like all this mindful exercise in his life and he was becoming really aware of mortality. And so he kept saying like, I walked out of there like, why does it matter if I'm a good actor? I'm just going to die. Like he just was like, he's like, even if I do good work and, and, Billions of people around the world think I'm a good actor. What is it use if I'm dead? He's like, so if I'm going to die, I might as well just have fun, like going in and just acting because you love to act and you could just, you love to play. And when he said that, I was like, a switch kind of went off in my brain because I feel like, you know, with my first round of teaching, left it, went to graphic design, you know, designed a little bit, Social media, a little bit. You know, I've, I've just been dying over these past like eight years of my career, whichever industry it was in, dying for people to find out that I'm a good worker and dying to pay me what I'm worth and dying to know that I'm good, right? Like, I, it's, it was a big switch in my brain because even this, you know, I'm back into teaching, which I think is the first time I'm saying this on an episode of this podcast. So, I might as well just say, say it here. Well, actually, no, I won't. I'll say it with my next lessons more. But I'm back at teaching. And what I'm finding is, you know, it's incessant and it's instr- it's unstructured and it's really stressful. But I could just have fucking fun with it. Like I could. I really could. Like I could just not make it so heavy not care if anyone thinks I'm a good teacher or not because truth is you don't give me any resources to help me be a good teacher. So I might as well just have fun with it. So for me, that's a big one is just less trying to have other people think I'm good, even good at crafting, right? Like I still find myself in my brain and go, hey, I'm a planner. I know I don't post anything, but I'm a good planner. Follow me. I plant like Who the fuck cares if they like my planner or not? Like I like my planner and I know I craft and I've done creative things and I blog and I don't care if you think I'm a good blogger or like I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I mean I care, but I don't feel like that should be my focus on how good people think I am. I should just have fun. (laughs) So more fun, more just playing around with things that I've Work so fucking hard to harness and so hard to incorporate in my life and be a part of who I am. I should just now have fun with it.
1: (sighs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that so much.
0: Thanks, David Harbour and Dax Shepard, for that inspo.
1: (laughs) The next thing that I would like more of is time, Mm. and I know that that's like the magical thing that everybody wants more Mm. of.
0: And that we have the same hours as Beyonce. Don't go there. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, yes. Sure. Sure. And she has all of her 30,000 yeah. assistants that she has. But the way I would like to have more time is that I would like to be more efficient with the time that I have. Which... I know happens for me in the summer is that summers get a little bit. I get a little bit lazier with my time. Um, I think because you have
0: all this extra daylight.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the daylight really lengthens the amount of time that like I can be outside. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to like let dinner.
0: Linger. S- Goot later into the (laughs) evening.
1: And. It's. Natural. Right. It's natural to just want. To let things. Take longer. Mm -hmm. But. Again. Winter is coming. We know it's happening. And. I have a lot of big projects. That are just about wrapped up they're about 85 percent done they're about 90 percent done and it would be great if i could use this last bit of summer that we have Mm -hmm. this extra time before it goes away to finish up those projects and put them in the done pile so that they're not in my head so that they're not lingering on my planner so that they're not lingering on my to-do list And that will give me back little bits of time here and there so that I don't have to think about them. They're not taking up space in my head. They're not taking up time on my calendar. They're not taking up time when someone's like, hey, did you remember to do this thing? And I'm not like, Mm. oh, okay, now I need to shift every single thing off of my desk and my to-do list and make time for something that I forgot about. Because I think that's one of the things that gets me in trouble sometimes is that I'll forget to finish out projects or I'll forget to 100% complete things. And I won't put it on my planner because I'll think it's done or it won't be 100% crossed out. And then I'll have to go and I'll make time. Right. And I don't want to have to make time for things. I want the time to just be there. Yeah. And... If I'm planning right and if I'm doing things right and I give enough space and time for the things that I know are supposed to be on my to-do list, um, all of the rewarding work that's supposed to be on there, then I don't have to worry about making time for things that aren't emergencies.
0: I totally feel that because then you have the space, like you originally said, more space. You have the space because, yeah, you've, like, configured things to, like, a set time, and then the time opens up to fill if, God forbid, anything happens or, like, life happens. It feels so much easier said than done. Yes. Because things just come up, and then when you try and find the space, my life as a teacher has been like that. It's only been eight days.
1: (laughs) Well, that's why, like, if you were listening to our currently – bonus episode that aired on Friday for our Patreon subscribers, I talked a lot about why I really love football and the return of football Sundays, is that that is my day of rest. I know that some people have church on Sundays, some people have special family dinners on Sundays, but Sundays for me, come September, nothing's on my calendar after... Eleven thirty on sunday morning because that is my day of rest that is my solitude that is there's no work there are no outside the house obligations because right. that's when all the things that need to happen or all the things that didn't happen during the week
0: Right, it's so easy to filter into that extra day and you just are saying no.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, um, even when we lived back at home, we didn't go out. If people wanted to come over on Sundays, we were more than happy to have anyone over. Um, I love cooking for people and it was a really, really great way to connect with people. But inside our house. Right. And now that we're far away from people it's a nice time to connect with people over the phone this is my day um because i don't really like talking to people on the phone the only people i talk to on the phone are my parents um so with everyone else that's when i connect uh i catch up with text messages Mm -hmm. so i'll have long text message conversations with um friends and family and that's when I'll catch up on like personal projects mm-hmm. or honestly, that's when I'll take a nap. Right. Because it's you day, right? That's
0: yeah.
1: how you, are you in Jeff day? Right. It's, it's me and Jeff day. That's how we yeah. build self care into our routine. Right. And also it's a really great way for me specifically. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about this more as uh, the rest of the season of the podcast goes on. I love watching football as a feminist because I think it's a really great way to see how masculinity works in, in America. And so that's always a great thing if I haven't seen enough toxic masculinity during the week.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. it see. seems so. It seems so opposite feminist scrapbooker, yet... Duh, it isn't but yeah. on the surface it feels like yeah I love that you love it
1: I do love it yeah I love that I do it's it's always so great at the end of the week to just sit on the couch and be like what are <laughs> these big dumb idiots up to this week it's the best reality television on the planet too because there's always so much drama and they always make me feel like oh okay well at least I'm not that screwed up <laughs> So, and you, you, but you like the game too? Oh, I love the game. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's both very ridiculous and also insanely convoluted at the same time. <laughs> um, but that's what makes it fun. That is what makes it fun. <laughs> it, it's it's exactly. It's inserting fun into it. Yeah. And so that's that's really fantastic. I love it. What's next on your list?
0: Uh, so I have two more. So my next one I'm going to say is <sighs> less trying to get to where I want to go and more just being where I am. And I feel like that notion came out of Jackie's episode, which was one of my favorites of season two. Like I had spoken to her at the National Stationery Show. We had reconnected and kind of talked about it. But that episode and a lot of things she touched on where like She'd started that artist and crafts class with the kids and it was something that was literally like already in her neighborhood something she was like built to do it happened organically because she had kids and realized that she could do what she was doing with her kids with other kids like I just loved the idea and then she talked about too how like for a long time you know her idea of the greeting card industry was big on her mind at that anything that wasn't her being hallmark shout out jackie by the way i love you (laughs) Uh, anything that was her not being hallmark was a failure and so i just resonated so much with the idea that you can you know for a lot of my creative career as well i've just been picturing these monolith like (laughs) these giant accomplishments just being you know if i worked really hard I would get there, or if I worked really hard, good things would come my way, or if I worked really hard and showed how good I was to people, right, in reference to the last one, that it would pay off, and it just, you know, I, how long can you live in this space of like, all this potential, right, I, I mean, that's what I really took from it, is that you can live in this space of potential, which I definitely don't want to squash dreams, or I believe in dreams, and dreams, you know, dream big, and all that. I do still heed to that, but I think what you can do is way better than what you can potentially do, at least after you've tried to reach the potential for a certain amount of time. I think that's what it is. It's like the smart goals of like measurable and attainable and with a deadline, if not necessarily that your dreams have to have a deadline, But for me and where I am and a lot of the reason I went back to teaching is because it was over a year since I left the happy planner and tried to, you know, do something on my own and get something started. And I just feel like I was being led to exactly where I am and not all this where I want to go. And although the dreams and my product and everything that I feel potentially could be something are still living in my brain and my heart. I needed to turn to what I could do. So what was doable and what was graspable was teaching. And the way that it kind of just, you know, I was pursuing it at the start of the summer a little bit, going through that stuff, the breakup with John. And so it was just a tough, you know, beginning of the year with the anxiety and spring with um, anxiety as well. And then Start a summer with me and John breaking up And all this stuff was kind of happening While I was trying to like get myself up and running And then With summer I said Something's gotta change Like I gotta shake something up And I have to be able to do something Like the word do was really Big in my ears Like I felt like I kept Trying stuff But I wasn't doing anything So Then you know Awesome Ladies was just a great break From it all and then literally the day after Awesome Ladies, I had an interview for the teaching and got it. So it was literally like the universe saying, you need to do this. <laughs> so that's kind of where I was at. So, it, I, I, And along those lines of less trying to get to where I want to go and more just being where I am, like now I'm in it. It's really, really hard. Just as hard as the first time around. But I am a smarter, wiser, more evolved person. So I am learning things about how my brain works because i'm noticing how ocd i get about things that i'm just like you need to learn to let it go or you need to continue on and not ruminate you know about the stress or what you have to do like so it is i feel that this is a big turning point or a big um checkpoint in my life of like getting to know myself better and getting to know how to rework what's right in front of me instead of all this like pursue, 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 pursue. And I think the pursuing of the dreams in my head and the designing part of me and the creative part of me will naturally unfold. But now I have a job that's right here that I can do that's going to support me while I have those dreams. So it just feels like more of that, more of just being where I am in it makes just more sense and is smarter. Again, not that like, it's so. it was so hard when I didn't have any money and I was trying to pursue dreams, you know? So at least with this job, you know, it's it's taking up my Monday through Friday, it's really stressful and unstructured and incessant, but it's putting money in the bank that I could hopefully in the future use. And so if this year is really hard, let it be really hard, but I think in the long run, it's me being smart, you know? It's just me being smarter.
1: Yeah, I think it's you being really smart, and I we've <gasps> talked so much about this that yeah. and like it happened really fast. It happened really fast. <laughs> yeah. But it is you getting away from a lot of things that you didn't want in your life, and yeah. well, it is something that you also didn't necessarily know if you wanted in your life, right? There's a difference between moving away from something you definitely didn't want in your life yeah. and replacing it with something you're not sure if you want in your life for yeah. the long run.
0: Right. It's something to do right now. Like that. And that's, also
1: something to do yeah. that gives you the money that you need yes. to do the things that you want to do in the future. Yes. And, like, and if anyone yeah. thinks that that is anything up, less like than. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. they can turn off the radio right now <laughs> and walk away.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what it is. I think it was my own, my own uh, limitations. It's funny how my one little word limitless has been shown this year, right? I can't right. wait for that episode. It's really funny. <laughs> but I think it's my own limit of saying, oh, no, if I went back to teaching, it would be me giving up what I left it in the first place to pursue it's and you I think using that,
1: all of your yeah. skills to get yeah. paid like yeah. to literally <laughs> like make bank because mm, yeah like that's what you have those are the skills that you have and you're going to use yeah. the other skills that you you that you got you know in your other time to make it fun yeah. and right. we have this to make everything else fun
0: yeah, that was another piece of it where unlike the first time around with teaching, I felt all this creative energy in me that needed to get out. And I felt like while teaching, it wouldn't get out. But since I've been teaching, I've established all these structures like my blog, like the design background, like this podcast that I still can outlet that so I don't feel lost In the teaching As I did in the first place So that's also a good play So again I realize that too It's like Less Like you do have These structures already Stop trying To achieve The top Of what your dreams are Like you need to do Something now To keep yourself Stable And and structured And that will happen If it's supposed to happen So that's where I'm at So less Of that other nonsense And more of just doing
1: (sighs) Which is awesome. There's been
0: a, yeah. There's been a lot of deep breaths from me. <laughs> I think this season will cause a lot of deep breaths. Because I think it's stuff I've been holding on to. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. stuff that I've just, like, not let myself just do and say and, and believe. But it's all real, tangible, doable stuff. That's what I mean. Like, that's what I got out of Jackie's episode is, like, just look to your left and right. What can you do right now? Not look up and say oh that will happen one day if I just look to your left and right (laughs) so that's what I did and teaching was there and not to say that I feel like I belong there right that's another big thing is that I'm still looking at teaching going is this where I want to be yet that doesn't matter that's very low on my list of priority right now because it's where I am again more just being where I am and more having fun and all that stuff
1: right yeah so that was my yeah I love it but yeah what's next on yours so next on my list of what I want less of in my life is pain mm. so this is a fun and interesting one for me because it's not ever something that I really thought I would be at a place to discuss and like mm. say like okay, I'm ready to move into like a whole new place of So if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that I suffer from two Overlapping neurological headache disorders. One is an everyday headache disorder called hemicrania continua, and one is a menstrual migraine disorder that gets worse around my periods. Um, I discovered that I had both of these overlapping headache disorders recently when I got a new neurologist here in Michigan, but I've been suffering from these headache disorders for about 10 years. So, um, I would like to, now that I have moved from not having managed these headaches at all for the first eight years of having them, to learning how to manage the headaches with some really good medicine and a really good, really, really good neurologist here, into figuring out now how to take further steps to manage the pain. Um... So like living with daily headaches is not easy. It's uh, also not cheap. Um, Insurance makes it a lot easier. And like, thank God that I live in a state where they expanded the Obamacare exchanges. And so um, Medicaid is very easy to get on. And that's the only reason that I've been able to afford my medications or my neurologist, Um, but that is always just like one vote away, either here in Michigan or in Congress, so I'm very grateful for that, but I'm at the point now where I'd like to manage my pain even more because of the great strides I've made over the past two years and growing my business. And growing this podcast. And the less pain I'm in. Means the more cool things I can do. Um, Yeah. And I love working. I love doing things. I love having more time. And the less time I'm in pain. The more time that I have. Uh, So it's a matter of. Figuring out. Exactly the things. That I need to not eat. And exactly the things. That. I need to stay away from Mm -hmm. whether it's um, uh, being out in the sun is extra hard for me being out in the humidity is extra hard for me so living in Michigan is pretty good because um, even though people think it's humid here it's it's not humid here (laughs) Um, I know it's not as dry as like the west coast but it's very hot out there on the west coast and also elevation is not great for me So it's cool finding out all of these little things that make my headaches better or worse. And now that I have my headaches under control with the help of the medication, I can tinker back and forth with all of the other small variables that happen in my life, in nature, in my house, and all of the other interesting things. So that's, that's another thing that I would really like less of.
0: I feel like that's such a loaded one, too. Like, I was going to say when I heard that, I was like, all yours are one-word answers, but they're loaded.
1: Yeah, they are. I
0: love that. I feel like, because pain, too, like, when you think of, like, I want less pain, because, like, something like your headaches is such a, uh, like, you know you want less of that, because you know you'll be able to do more with less of that. But sometimes I think like a lot of us crafty as females try and do as much as we can with the pain. Like, you know what I mean? We don't Mm -hmm. even realize whether it be mental or whatever. Like, we don't even realize that the pain can be addressed. So I just love that, too, is, like, thinking how to apply less pain when you think you can continue with it, but you really don't have to. Oh, yeah,
1: no, that's thank you therapy. Yeah. Thank you therapy for that one. Like. That's, that's, that's a very a much one. like be nicer to yourself because you have yeah. this thing that is wrong with you and yeah. it's okay for that to be happening. That was yeah. that was a lesson that I learned last year and now I want to take like that lesson that I learned and apply it to the, well, let's try to figure out how can I be in less pain? and And, right. and I don't know how much I can do at this point. Like there's yeah. little things that I can do here and there And I'm not going to, like, that's why it's third on my list. It's not first on my list because it's not the most important thing. It's third on my list because, like, if I can figure out that. Well, because you've been so used to still functioning through the pain. Yes.
0: Yeah. So that's what it is. It's like we are and we do. But do we have to?
1: Right. And. (laughs) Yeah. To an extent. Yes. But to right. an extent, no.
0: Right. Yeah. It's just we've never been told that we don't have to just like suck it up. We always are told, suck it up.
1: Right. And <laughs> so we do. <laughs> and like that's one of those things that like we can do in our restful periods
0: mm.
1: is figure out how we can make things better for ourselves. Yeah. And this is a way that I can make things better for myself. And I'm grateful for all of the help that I've had. But a lot of this journey is very solo and very by myself. And I have, you know, lists of foods that I can't eat, lists of things that I should stay away from. Uh, And the longer that I can make those lists, the better off I am. Mm -hmm. Like different detergents that we don't buy anymore. Or different um, cheeses that we don't eat. Um, and then I have less headaches. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my life is better because of it. Yeah. It's a little bit of work at the beginning for a lot of time and effort saved at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it, like less pain is also a testament to like what's not serving you anymore. Like less of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so my last one is something that I brought up in Awesome Ladies Live when I was on the panel for the self-care talk. And so to sum it up, it's just less focus on happiness and more focus on wellness. So that was a big Switch in my brain this year for me too because I and it, it was I touched upon it in our both mental health episodes How like the happy persona was what I was going for like a good chunk of my adolescence then adulthood is just like and i'm learning about this in therapy for the ocd too where A lot of my a lot of treatment for anxiety is to hope that you can feel relief right the goal of therapy for anxiety is relief. You want to feel relief from anxiety. But the thing about OCD is it tends to be an obsessive, intrusive, automatic loop that you can't control. So you end up avoiding things or needing reassurance about things to ease the anxiety And then um, it's just so you could feel happy or like you're the goal. You're trying to get to this goal of this happy, euphoric. Well, nothing gives me anxiety, nothing. You know, so you're always trying to so the compulsion part, the the avoidance part, the all the things that you do to try to ease anxiety ends up being the compulsion that you end up participating in doesn't necessarily have to be what we typically know as OCD, which is like checking or washing to ease anxiety. You know, there's a lot of subtypes of OCD. But, so I bring it up because for a long time my, my goal of therapy was relief and of this not feeling anxious. But the truth is I'm learning you have to continue on in the anxiety. That you can't avoid things and you can't not live your life because you're feeling anxious. You have to make choices to still do the things that you value and still, you know. So, So to me not focusing on what's going to make me happy. Like We want to go to parties and events because we anticipate that they'll make us happy or we anticipate this like high feeling. And because we anticipate the high, it's almost like when you go to a party and people go, are you having fun yet? Like once you do that, it's like it checks people into am I or am I not? Like You're always trying to check into how good or bad an experience is, yet you should just do things and participate in events and and that not not um, dependent on how it's going to make you feel. Feelings go up and down, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm learning all this. But so it makes me think of if I focus more on wellness, it factors in all the other emotions that it doesn't just, um, you know, that happiness isn't like the goal or if i'm not happy if i'm sad like we talked about this too you could be sad and inspirational you could be it's a lot of our mental health stuff coming back but that's how i feel i feel like as a society we don't stress that it's okay to be sad i mean in the society and how much we're exposed to things we should be sad we should be confused we should not know what to do next it should cause us distress and that's okay. It's just making sure you're well, you're taking care of yourself, that you're well enough to get through it, that you're, that you can still function through it, but that it's oh, like all emotions are okay. Just focus on you being well, you being able to, yeah. So that for me, that's like a big thing is that I need to just dumb down, not dumb down, it's not the right word. I need to just, I don't know, like I think expectations are a scary thing that the expectation that every minute of your if, if you're living life right, every minute of your life is happy, I think that's very dangerous. <laughs> it's very dangerous. It's just your your every every second of your life should just be well. You know, you should be well. You should feel like you're not ill and you should feel like you're doing positive things and that you're there for others. Like to me that that kind of sums up wellness and a whole range of feelings and emotions can go into that. Doesn't just have to be insert happy, but
1: yeah, I think that's perfect. That was a long-winded. <laughs> that was
0: a long-winded one.
1: No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing that I want more of is connection, mm-hmm. and so it's not necessarily something that's missing from my life. It's just something that's been growing and growing over the past year. And I just want it to keep growing. Mm. So part of it started with the podcast. Yeah. Part of it has been growing with my membership site, The Awesome Ladies Project. And my one little word for the year is um, cultivate. And so now that I'm done with my tomatoes, almost done with my tomatoes for the year, I thought one of the best ways to do this um to bring connection back to raise connection back into my Mm -hmm. life and to and to bring it more in would be to create another memberships here for the awesome ladies project Mm -hmm. that focuses solely on community and doesn't worry so much about the education part Mm -hmm. of it because everyone's so busy Right. half of us have like a stack of projects that we're waiting to work on and we don't need any more classes in our lives mm. so I started on September 1st and I brought a new membership tier into the Awesome Ladies Project that's only $5 a month that gives you access to the blog, the forums the discord and our monthly hangouts which are a video chat that I do where I'm showing you exactly what I'm working on for the month mm-hmm. and the one thing that I really want is to just get to know everyone a little bit more personally, and say, "Hey, like this is my community. Um, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so invested in helping you tell the story that you want to." Because it's hard, like telling your story is hard enough, and then telling it with pictures and paper and scrapbook stuff and then sharing it on the internet is like super hard. Yeah. And so I just kind of want to hold people's hands and say, it's okay, come and do it. Like I'll show you exactly how. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just excited for more community and connection. And I think like now that it's getting cooler and it's, starting to be more fall and the holidays are coming That I'm just really excited um,
0: and we're going to be indoors more like I feel like that's the
1: activity you do right to connect yeah and so it and, should just be really fun
0: and that's totally like our social media episode was all about that like we're so connected but are we connecting like this is such a right. smart solution instead of the oh let me trudge harder <sighs> on all these social media sites or like you know to actually connect is a is a time consuming job i feel like right yeah so
1: and and it's, it's almost like exactly. working harder to do it yeah. and that's, and that's one of the things that i was thinking about is i'm having so much trouble doing like the instagram i'm having so much trouble doing the outward social media that i was like i just need to bring because everyone me because it's becoming all a
0: show That's what I'm saying. It's becoming all a show. It's we're connected to each other easily, but not to the real person and the real thing. Right. to the show. It's to the show.
1: And it's like, I want to know the real people because then I can really help you tell your story. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's becoming so important for women to tell, like it's always been important for women to Mm -hmm. tell their stories. But with this crazy news every day, I think it's becoming more and more important for women to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what's happening to me. This is my life. Even if you just want to scrapbook the happy things, then I think that's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. No matter what parts of your story you want to tell, even if it's just, hey, this is me and this is my Thursday three, Mm -hmm. that's an important step because you're important and your story is important and everything about your life, even if you think it looks exactly the same as everybody else's, think about how much how much different our lives are today than they were five years ago or ten years ago. That's an important and cool thing to document. So that's the, that's the community and the connection and like I want more of that. So much more of that in my life.
0: Makes sense. Good one. Good one. So do you do your whole list? Let's recap our whole list.
1: Okay. Okay. So I want less excess, unrewarding work and pain. Good. I want more space, time and connection.
0: Ah, oh, so good. Okay, I wanted less of more and more of less. I love it. I wanted less agonizing, more organizing, yes. less trying to be good or have other people think I'm good mm-hmm. and more just having fucking fun, just playing with it. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I want uh, less trying to get to where I want to go and more just being where I am and less focus on happiness, more focus
1: on wellness. Welcome so to season good. three, guys. Yay! Welcome <laughs> to season three. And yes. if you weren't already a Patreon subscriber, I think you need to <laughs> come and be a Patreon subscriber. Because also, then you get to see and listen to our After Chatter show. And yes. if you haven't been an After Chatter subscriber, a Patreon subscriber, and listened and watched our After Chatter shows yet, This season's lineup of after chatter, oh well, you know, crafty ass female guests with after chatter shows is going to be absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. And if you don't, if if this is your first time tuning in or you don't know about it, basically every single guest that we have on is willing to to shut off their recording, start over and just go. Like, that's basically it. Like, usually for the show, we have some kind of structure. Not that we don't have structure for After Chatter, but we have some kind of, like, guideline of topics and all that stuff. But After Chatter is just their time to, like, go.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And so So now we are going to shut off our cameras. And (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. We have cameras, so we can see what's going on. Um, We're going to shut off our audio, and we're going to just head over to After Chatter. And so if you'd like to join us, if you'd like to support this awesome podcast, if you would like to help amanda and i reach more crafty ass females you can head over to patreon.com slash crafty ass female and support us help support the show and become an amazing crafty ass female patreon subscriber yourself we will catch you next monday with an amazing awesome guest we love you very much and welcome to season three of crafty ass female yay catch you later guys (laughs) bye bye (laughs)